Welcome to the Mama Truth Show, where soulful mamas embrace the whole truth of the messiness and magic of motherhood. Check us out at mamatruthshow.com. Here's your host, Amy Ehlers, the Wake Up Call Coach. Hello, mamas, and welcome to the Mama Truth Show. Happy Mama Truth Monday. It's Amy Ehlers here. And we are going to talk about something that is so important, and I know on everybody's minds and hearts, and that is stress, right? stress, and um, really how we as moms are dealing with stress and what we can do to deal better with stress, and also with our kiddos, what their experience is of stress and how we can start modeling better tools and better things so that our children can learn the lifelong skill that they need of being able to effectively manage stress. Because as we all know, there's a lot of stress going on out there. So I brought on a very special guest who you are all going to flip over because what she has done is unbelievable. Her name is Elisa Eisenberg, and she is the founder and creator of the Renew Program, which you can check out at therenewprogram.net. And Elisa is a marriage and family therapist. She began her career in the hospital system where she innovated therapy techniques, techniques to help deal with stress. In her private practice, she taught workshops on stress management, like get this, you're gonna love this, sex, chocolate, and other creative solutions to stress. And she also worked on creativity and saw clients with health, health issues related to heart disease, diabetes, immune deficiency disorders, depression, anxiety, and aging issues, hello, count me in, for both men and women. And she initially developed the Renew program to use with her, cli her clients, and subsequently she teamed up with the Re-Engineering Healthcare as Director of Behavioral Health to actually study and do a scientific study on the effectiveness and sustainability of this incredible program that she has. I am so excited and delighted that she's here with us today. So, Elisa, welcome to the show, my dear. Hello. Oh, thank you, Amy. That was a lovely introduction. <laughs> <laughs> I was fumbling a little bit there. I think it's the, you know, the kids are finally back in school. My youngest started preschool. So, we're going to talk about stress because all that is stressful. Yes. So, okay, so let's start because I know, and I know that you know this, I, I remember reading once that the Centers for Disease Control say that 70% of all disease is stress-related. Yeah, um, in fact, they're calling them lifestyle diseases now. Oh, interesting. What do they mean by that? Talk about that for a minute. Well, you know, we live our life, as I was telling you earlier, yeah. and over time, these habits and, and sort of our lifestyle choices yeah. and create conditions in our body. And of course, with combined with the foods we're eating and, you know, whether you're sedentary or not, um, how often you're running around. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're calling them lifestyle diseases and they're counting in heart disease, diabetes, wow. diabetes, yeah. uh, some new medical conditions called fatty liver and a fatty pancreas and um, other things that they're seeing actually for the first time also in children. I know that's kind of gotten in the news lately. Wow. But, you know, young people are starting to have these lifestyle conditions. So, um, yeah. Incredible. And, and we know that stress plays an enormous factor. So that's kind of where I have 
focus my research and my attention um, because it's something that we all suffer from yeah. um, and we all can get better at. That's kind of the thing too. I, I really feel so strongly about looking at the positives. You know, where can we affect change? What can we get control over? And how can we just get better at, at living and, and be happier in our everyday? And it's possible. That, that's the great news in all of this. I love that positivity because if you start looking at the statistics, it can become really stressful ironically, to start looking at the statistics of what our kids are going through, what we're going through in living in such a fast-paced world. And I know yeah. all of you moms that are listening right now, are, you know, I, I was saying to Elisa before we started recording, I feel like so many moms live in a stress response. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like, okay, oh crap, I forgot this field trip form for my child. And then you're trying to get to work and then there's stress on a work project. And then your little one's not sleeping through the night and you're up at four in the morning trying to deal with that. And it's just like, what are we to do, Elisa, as moms to start helping ourselves bring our stress levels down? Yeah. Yeah. Very important. And also those stress levels that we're modeling, you know, yeah. becomes sort of the template for our kids which is such a catch-22 because we're trying to raise these healthy, wonderful humans. And yet, you know, uh, the responsibility of it can feel so big sometimes that it's yeah. self-defeating, you know, and that's, um, you know, and, and honestly, that's sort of the key to everything, you know, knowing the habits is one thing, knowing what's good, and then sort of discovering what your blocks are it is really goes hand in hand because a lot of people, well, I think um, maybe I can even generously say 100% of us, yes. in some areas we know what we should be doing, but we don't do it, you right. know, right. And, and it becomes this sort of constant, like, wait, 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 how do I get myself to do this? And so then beating yourself up becomes like the third piece of the puzzle, which is right. the way and you have uh, addressed that many, many, many times. So <laughs> yes, well, yeah, exactly. So there's like the things that we know we quote unquote should be doing, eating clean food, eating organic if we can, exercising, meditating, all of these things. And then we find ourselves not doing it and then we beat ourselves up and then that just leads to even more stress. You know, so in your work, because I know that with the Renew program and with the study that you just did, I just thought this was so fascinating that as you were preparing to do this study, they handed you a population of people that they knew were under chronic stress. Yes. And that was basically people that were firefighters, police officers, people that were in uniform. Is that right? Absolutely right. And also their parents as well, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. And then also college administrators and professors, which is also a high-stress population. Interesting. Interesting. So what, what do you feel like are the biggest things that you discovered from your study that really would be relevant for all of these moms that are listening right now? Well, you know, as I said earlier, it's funny, you were asking me what, what's something you could teach parents to teach their kids. And it's really... One thing that everyone needs to learn more about and, and really kind of dissect and tease out for themselves, and that's basically your thoughts tell your body what to feel. And okay. it's a simple statement, right? Right. And, 
But even as you're talking to your kids, it, it's something for all of us because we have these uh, perceptions that sort of flip in and out all the time. Even you walk in a room and you get an instant read, you know, yeah. and where does that instant read come from? You know, that's a whole topic unto itself because yeah. they're, you know, <laughs> could be what's actually in the room, but it could also be other things. You know, you're always looking for that safe, you know, am I safe? Am I safe? Am I safe? Particularly with police officers, with firefighters. Right. You know what? Teachers walk into a room and say the same thing. Who are these little terrorists sitting Totally. Oh my gosh. Yes. So... But that may serve you in one realm, but it really doesn't serve you in other realms when you're, you know, parenting and when you're trying to focus on what the task at hand is. And everybody has fires that are going on, you know, metaphorically that they have to deal with and you have to learn how to compartmentalize. So the trick really is to be at alert and have that focus but when you combine that focus with a sense of calm, it really helps blood flow to the brain better, which helps you think on your feet. Because mm -hmm. one of the biggest things that happens when we actually do have a stress response where our blood is pumping faster, our heart's beating faster, our blood vessels constrict, and we do have a certain lack of oxygen that gets to the brain. It's why people, when they get angry, they yeah. get stuck on one topic and they can't get off it. Yeah a negative thought loop that physiologically gets created. And it really does take about 15 minutes after an initial hit of a stressor for that adrenaline to clear. So really yeah. 15 minutes. Yeah. 15 oh my minutes. gosh. That's fascinating. I thought you were going to say 15 seconds. No. It, oh my gosh. So it really, this is great. I love this. Everyone, you know, I mean, really I'm like the big highlighter out here because I think that's so important. Like as I'm dealing with my two-year-old when she's having a fit, it, well, let me ask you about this because it just feels like for her, she can with on a dime switch. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And so it's like, I guess I thought, oh, that's how two-year-olds can do it. Like then that's what our brains are capable of. Our bodies are capable of just all of a sudden switching, but it's just as adults, we've learned not to do that. Is that wrong? Well, I think that for adults, um, we have bigger bodies. Yes. <laughs> We have more entanglements, yes. Um, particularly in here, yeah. Um, and I think kids are always learning, always learning, and they are a little bit more resilient. You yes, know, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. They don't have all those neural pathways of years of the rage. Or whatever it is. I know, yeah. um, and I think kids are also, they're less trusting of what's going on inside than they are of outside too. They're, it's sort of scary for them, you know, because yeah. they, they have a perception, but they're not sure they're always going to look to mom, you know, or yeah. dad, you know, or moms or dad, you know, exactly. Yes. Happening, you know? Yeah. Um, and so that's, that's sort of, an, you're, you're the cue, you know, you're right. The, right. Yeah. No, that makes sense. So and for us in general, it takes 15 minutes for, and, and I think that that's different too, because it's like for the adrenaline to completely clear yeah. versus for us to start feeling a little bit more blood flow going to our brain so that we can start to think again. Well, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so you said something interesting because you said, you know, that, that we have control over our thoughts or that our thoughts are the things, and this is, you know, such the foundation of Intermingle Reform School and my books and all of that, right? That 
like that our thoughts are the, is what creates the emotion in our body. It creates the actual physiological response in our body. Yeah. And so if we can become more masterful at yeah. our thoughts and not hang on to a thought that comes, you know, by like a cloud in the sky that we hook into that's negative, but instead of hook onto the ones that are more positive, we're going to create, we can create amazing change in our lives. And knowing how to pivot those thoughts. That becomes, yeah. that yeah. too is something that really has always fascinated me because people say these things all the time, be more positive. Right. You know, um, don't say mean things to yourself, which you have a good how to. Right. But the how to is what really became, that's why I created the Renew program because I really wanted a how to guide to be a healthy, you know, long living person. There are these, um, Studies, uh, I based the, the book and the subsequent study was based on some previous amazing and gold standard studies. Yeah. One of them is the centenarian study where people live to be 100, healthy. So they're with it, they're thinking clearly, they have healthy bodies, and they're 100 years old. How did that happen? You know? wow. And importantly, can I do that? <laughs> you know? Right, yes, please, sign me up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did these studies um, and they looked at what the qualities are and they really got down to coping skills and these positive outlooks, optimism, resilience, cognitive hardiness, they broke it out. And then they discovered that you can actually learn how to do these things. They're actually coping skills that can be taught. And so I took all of these different studies, this was one of them, and really synthesized it and put it into a how-to. How to, how to be better at stress. And that's our module one. But of course we deal with that over the entire time I work with people. So how to be good at stress can start with, you know, from birth. And as soon as kids are kind of thinking, um, it, it becomes really important to help them pay, know which thoughts to pay attention to. Because for the large part, we invent our thought. You know, these thoughts come in and out, like you say, and they're not always true. Right. They're not always true. Sometimes they're just based on what we're afraid might possibly happen. Right. I was yeah. telling a story. I was had a really sweet conversation with my 10-year-old nephew um, the day after his first day. So I called yeah. him to spin and see how he did and how his class was. And he said, well, you know, actually, I, I don't know. I was so tired at school. And I said, oh, what, what was going on? And he said, well, I didn't sleep at all the night before. I, I just couldn't sleep. And I said, what was happening? And he said, well, I was just thinking all night long. Right. What were you thinking? And he said, oh, I just worried. I didn't know. Would anybody like me? Would I know anybody? Was my teacher nice? Yeah. yeah. Said, well, what, did any of that come true? And he said, no. And I said, well, gosh, I wonder if you had said the positive stories to yourself. If you had wondered, I wonder if I'm going to have a great teacher. I wonder if I'm going to have a class filled with all my friends. I wonder if I'm going to love where my desk is this year. Yeah. You know, you could just as easily said those things. Right. And he said, huh. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. You yeah. Know? <laughs> Because, you know, I love your story about the two-year-old and, like, changing on a dime. That's yes. the great thing about the little ones. You know, yes. you give another perspective, and it's the first time they're hearing it. So there's not as much resistance to it, you know? Right. Oh, I guess I could have done that, you yep. know? 
And so we got off the phone and he was kind of excited because he, you know, was going to, I could tell he was going to try it, you know, mm-hmm. and I said, give it a try, get back to me. Let me know if it works. It helps me. Yes. You know, the same thing sometimes. I get nervous at night too. Oh my gosh. I woke up in the middle of the night one time like five times because I was yeah. thinking, but I just kept switching around what I was thinking. Wait a minute. Actually, I'm kind of excited that I'm starting a new job tomorrow. Right. Or, I'm kind of excited that my son has a field trip. I wonder if it's going to be great. Right. You know? <laughs> Actually, the truth of the matter was my son went to go study in China because he's older. Wow. <laughs> and, you know, the night before of his trip, I did have a lot of thoughts come up. <laughs> I'm sure you did. <laughs> you know, a million miles away. And I, I was really practicing what I preach of, I wonder if he's going to have a fantastic adventure and, and I can really see a lot of amazing people around him, you know, so he's going to be cared for and safe and well, and it made me feel better. And I got yeah. some sleep and you know what, at the end of his year abroad in Beijing, all these wonderful things happened, you know, wow. and you know what, a couple of challenges came up too. Yeah. And I don't know for a fact, but I think because I was in a pretty calm place about it, when the crises came up, I didn't go down the tubes. I was able to right. sort of be quick, you know, well, who do I know? Oh, yeah, I know this person who knew someone in Beijing. Oh, I wonder if I could get a hold of them. And right. you know, instantly, when I needed it, I got a network quickly. And you know as a mom, yeah, how it goes. Because moms are moms <laughs> worldwide, and it really does take like a minute to get a phone tree going. Because right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, well, and what I love that you're saying is, I like, I wonder if he's going to, like, I love that um, there's something really powerful about the way that you were just framing that. When we as moms, whether it's about our children or it's about our job or our relationship or our marriage or our money or whatever it is, it's like, I wonder if it's all going to just work out financially. Like, I wonder if we could work things out in our marriage, or I wonder if my child's going to have an amazing first day of preschool. Like, I love, I love that. I wonder if, I think this is just such a brilliant tool. All of you listening, like check this out because it doesn't, it's not like forcing a positive thought. It's like, it's like evoking within you the possibility that things could be okay. And I just think that that's so important because so often we try to put these positive spins and it's like, you know, that expression, like, you know, putting frosting on a poop sandwich <laughs> and, you know, I'm thinking, oh, it's fine now, but it's like, no, like what if we just go into the place of possibility and that then all of a sudden our imagination comes into play and then we can start imagining. And I love that. So is that, is that part of like one of the tools that you give your clients and in your study is like evoking that imagination response. Absolutely. Creativity yeah. is the foundation of who we are as human beings. Yeah. And that creativity is what gives us our solutions. Love so, that. you know, it's the difference between shutting down solutions and creating the possibility for solutions. Yeah. So start dwelling on my marriage stinks. Right. right? I hate this guy. What yeah. was I thinking? Right. Um, that definitely closes down. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But thinking, you know, I, I wonder if we can make things better. I I loved how I felt when I felt in love. Oh yeah. yeah. I wonder if we could 
recreate that again? Like, mm. if we could have that for five minutes. Right. All of a sudden you start, gee, I wonder if we like went to the movies every once in a while, if something nice would happen, you know? Yeah. What if we got a sitter on Saturday night? You know, yeah. you start kind of getting your how-tos from mm. opening the possibilities, you know, mm. and it's really about concrete action steps. But in order to even be able to think of those, you know, you have to kind of take a breath. You know, mm-hmm. you have to be more in that relaxation response rather than the stress response. Stress mm-hmm. response shuts everything down. Relaxation response, which is the opposite, opens everything up. And that's really taking those deep breaths, you know, having a minute to just relax the muscles in your body. And, um, you know, it's not necessarily even following every thread of a thought that comes through. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it becomes really important to let them go, mm-hmm. to know that I'll get to that. Yes, I know that's there, but right now I need three minutes to just take a deep breath and remember why I like my life. <laughs> I love it. Well, it was funny. I was this morning fixing the girls' lunch and um, you know, the breakfast and the lunch and the morning routine. And I mean, I, like the tension in my body, you would have thought I was like preparing for World War III going on in the kitchen. You know, I was like, and all of a sudden I was like, what is happening right now? Like in my mind, my thoughts had totally gotten away from me. I would recall, you know, under inner mean girl attack, it was like, literally the, the thought that going through my head was like, I fucking hate this. I hate the morning routine. Sorry, mamas. I hope you don't have your kids in the room. But I have to drop the F-bomb because that was what was going on in my mind. It was like, I, oh, my God, I hate this part of school being back. And all of a sudden, I was like, wait, like, one of the things that will help me is just saying, like, what are the facts here? Like, what are the facts? Oh, yeah. My child, my, both my kids are super happy. They're healthy. They're sitting at the table eating breakfast. The facts are that I look at the clock. I'm not running late, thank God. And I was like, let me just take a breath. Like, we're we're doing fine. Like we're going to make it through. And it was like, immediately I could start getting myself back into that relaxation response, taking some breaths, looking at the time being like, actually we have more than enough time. I even had time to get gas in the car. Like when I got in the car, I was like, Oh no, I need to get gas. I'm like, I have time to get gas. Everything is fine. You know, but it's like that story, that meaning that we can place when we're in those moments of stress, whether it's something really small, like, you know, lunches and breakfasts, which I feel like so many of moms can probably relate to, or something big is going on, like someone you love is dying, or, you know, there's an illness that's happening in the family. These big stressors, like regardless of the magnitude, our bodies, like getting us back into that relaxation response is key, no matter how big it is. Yes? Is that and talking about lifestyle, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. You know, you're talking about every morning. The morning routine is a really important thing because it's every day, you know. And how you manage that is going to go up and down. That's just a normal thing to even understand that, you know what, you may have been running late that day. And you know what, your kid may have been late to school that day. And it's okay, Amy. (laughs) Are you sure, Lisa? to remember you're not taking your kid late to school every day in their pajamas yeah. with no brush teeth that's yeah. not happening every day yeah if you don't give your kids enough you know hitches in the giddy up if you don't give them enough little things to help create a good well-rounded neurotic child yes. it'll be boring <laughs> it'll be boring and if that creative spirit comes out of some of those little neurotic things that go on and yeah. it's 
okay. You know what? Nobody's perfect. Nobody, you know, it shouldn't even be the goal. So the morning is, you know, a great place to begin to talk to yourself and even a model to your kids, you know, wow, I was feeling really excited because I was feeling nervous making your lunch. So what I'm saying to myself is, huh, if I take a deep breath and know that if I put peanut butter on this side and jelly on this side and put it together, it actually takes like four seconds. Right. <laughs> Everything's okay. Gosh, do you ever go through that in school? Like when you're, when you have a test coming or, you know, depending on the age of the yeah, child. Sure. Right? What do you say to yourself when you have a test? How do you deal with that? You know? It's a great conversation to know that. how your child is talking to themselves. What do they say to themselves? And be curious about it. And well, I wonder if you said to yourself, I can do this. I know this. I talked to mom last night about how to spell orange, you know, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. Upwards. Um, you, you'll make yourself feel better. And, and that's the other connection. You know, I started this by saying your thoughts tell your body how to feel. Yeah. That's a great thing to introduce to your kids to know, you know how when you laugh, you feel kind of excited and happy and you feel really good all over. And you know how when you're really worried about something, sometimes you get a tummy ache. That's because what you say to yourself makes your body feel different things. Mm. And so Here's how that happens, and here's how to change how you feel, too. Mm -hmm. and, and, and laughter can be such a great tool for kids to really viscerally teach them how to change what they're feeling, and kind of in the moment and outside the moment, to just start the conversation. Never force the conversation, but mm -hmm. hey, did you ever notice, you know, wow. when you know, you're feeling really, really sad? And then it can come around to a day where they don't want to go to school and they have a tummy ache and they don't feel good and it's very, you know, mystery illnesses. Yes. <laughs> well, what, I wonder what's going on. What are you thinking about today? Yeah. What are you thinking about today? Yeah. And, and talking about that can really help introduce this and change the conversation and give them real tools to use even that day in school when they're worried because, you know, somebody's being mean to them. Right. Well, to help them understand, you know, maybe that kid's having a hard day. Maybe that kid's being mean because, you know, they're having a hard time. Right. In and some insight. Who knows? But, you know, it sort of introduces all these new pathways to really help your child deal with themselves, help them deal with others, and help them kind of manage. School is a stressful place. It's a petri dish of learning. Yes, it is. <laughs> Any things going on. You know, it's not just what's happening on, on the board and with the teacher, you know. Yeah. There's a lot to learn in a very small environment. So these conversations become a great thing. And even after school, what did you learn today? You know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> what to do today? I don't know. You know. So you know, what did you, what were you thinking about today? What, uh, you know, what was hey? What was a great moment today? What was a really hard moment? What were you thinking in that moment? You know, how would you feel? How are you feeling in that moment? All that stuff can help make those links. As long as you don't stay there too long, because you know, right? You know, <laughs> your audience, know your audience. Yes, yes exactly. Right. 
<laughs> I, I love this. And I, and I love for you, you know, I just think this is so powerful for all of us that are listening. Like all of us as moms start having that conversation with ourselves, noticing how we are talking to ourselves, modeling that for our children, reminding our children um, of what's going on. And when they're feeling a negative emotion, like, what are you saying to yourself? What are, how are you talking to yourself? What are you thinking about? I mean, this is just revolutionary stuff for children and for us. It really changes everything because this relationship we have with ourselves, you know, I always say it's the only relationship you know is going to be there from the moment you, you know, are your first breath to your last breath is your relationship with yourself. And so as we start really utilizing tools like this, I just know it's, it's life-changing. It has been for me, for sure. And you know what, Amy? You would be absolutely shocked to know how many big strapping police officers yeah. and uh, women and men and how many firefighters and how, you know, who are true heroes, right? Yeah. Um, how many of them I have a conversation like this with? Would you talk to yourself like you talk to your two-year-old? Right. Would you say, God, you're so stupid, you can't tie your shoes? You would never say that. And yet we're so generous and liberal with calling ourselves idiots all the time. You know, right? It's teaching adults, you know, to talk to yourself like you would a two-year-old is a revolution, you know? And it's really, it's true. So in order to really teach us to your kids, you got to practice what you preach and catch yourself. You know, because everybody kind of does it. And you don't have to admit it to anybody. You don't have to even talk to anybody about it. But just, you know, you yourself and you, you know, when you're in the kitchen making those sandwiches, what are you saying to yourself? And mm. can't laugh it off. Oh, my God. There's that again. Yes. Yes, totally. Oh, my gosh. But you really actually begin to reroute your neural pathways to yeah. your body. You know, there's all this brain science that's, the most exciting field. Oh, coming back from this conference in Boston where I was, you know, privy to all this brand new research. And it is, it's so exciting. And it's all really aimed to help the better, you know, to better the human condition. Everybody's looking to be happier, to yeah. get the day a little easier. And as we increase our levels of happiness and learn these silly little tools, they're just silly little tools. Yeah. They work and they're yeah. great. And from those little things that really add up, you now have a lifetime that's longer. You're actually affecting your DNA to wow. lengthen and be healthier. And you're creating children that may have a shot of having less depression, less anxiety, less heart disease, you know, um, and less diabetes and all these things that are all linked together with yeah. response and inflammation and food. And, you know, they're all each individual topics, you know, but the stress is the main thing that causes that biochemical condition in our bodies for all these other things to take root. So, you know, for my money, it's like number one, it's the yeah. place to start. You know? I love that. Well, and I'd, I'd love for you to tell um, our listeners here as we begin to wrap up about the renew program. Again, the URL is the renew the renew and I'm going to put that in the show notes as well. And I know that you offer a free consultation in case anyone is interested. Will you tell people a little bit about the program? I absolutely will. Yeah. So it, it's basically, we work in three phases with, with people. I mean, the main goal is um, to, to get you to the next level of health, 
right? So you don't know what you don't know. We all live our life. We do our thing, right? And at the end of the day, over time, um, it begins to show in our body. So people have high blood pressure or high cholesterol or, you know, their doctor tells them, you know, you better be careful. You're at risk for heart disease or diabetes or all of these things. And it's like nobody intended for that to happen. So what we do is we kind of look at a fine tooth comb. What's your body telling you? What feedback are you getting? And now we go and work in three phases with people. So you don't know what you don't know. So we want to find out what that is. So first, our phase is evaluation. I have some online surveys and we look for your strengths and your weaknesses and your coping skills. We want to really find, you know, where your knowledge base is. Phase two is training. So we have um, nine uh, hour-long webcam sessions, which people love because everybody's busy. Nobody has time to drive and all that stuff. So I see people, you know, all the time for wherever they are. And we work together. And I have a a book behind me, a workbook, a DVD, and a state-of-the-art biofeedback unit that we use for training. And all of these things add up to measured results. So I'm looking at lowering people's blood pressures and teaching them how to manage that. We have a lot of disease reversal. That's what I was going and speaking at this large um, conference and an international conference in Boston on. We have shown reversing heart disease, reversing diabetes. I'm so excited about this. Um, And also lowering depression and anxiety measurably. These type A behavior traits, I've taught people how to deal with them. You know, we are who we are, but it's learning how to talk to yourself, learning how to deal with yourself, how to manage better. So all of these pieces of the program teach people how to manage their life better, how to increase their levels of happiness, but as a side benefit, they're losing weight, they're managing things better, their diseases are going away, you know, these lifestyle conditions are under control, no more fatty liver, no fatty pancreas, all that stuff. So it's been so exciting and so heartwarming to, excuse me, I got choked up, (laughs) just to really help these people manage and be happier in their life. And when you're happy in your life, everything's better. You're a better parent. You're a better, uh, you know, wife. You're a better, you know, teacher. You're a better everything. Everything. Um, And you teach. So um, that's the other thing that we discovered that was one of these unintended benefits from the study. It creates something called the halo effect. When one person in a family has done our study, let's say, they teach it to everybody else in the family and the family gets better. And then they start sharing it with their friends and their friends get better. And and it's, you know, one person at a time, you know, I I mean, we think about that, right. And, and people have said to me, don't you want to, you know, have this out to the world and work with big groups and la, 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 la. And I think, you know what? I love working individually with each person because one person radiates out. We have no idea. We make. So as you work on your habits, as you practice what you preach, you are teaching everyone. You just have no idea who you're reaching. So I love that. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love that. So again, you can go to the renewprogram.net and there's a phone number right there. You can give Alisa a call, set up a free consultation, see if the renew program might be a right fit. Tell her you heard her on the Mama Truth show. And I, I just, I think the program that you're doing is awesome. I love that you have taken all of these things for me as a life coach that I've known for such a long time. 
and actually done a research study. I mean, this is just breakthrough, groundbreaking stuff for so many people out there that I know are doing this level of work with people, but haven't been able to actually scientifically prove it. Yeah. So I thank you, Elisa, for being a pioneer and going out there and actually doing a study because I know it takes a tremendous amount of work to do a study. And just I'm so grateful that you did that for not only yourself and for all of your clients, but for everyone so that we can really understand and have this be grounded in the science. Yes, absolutely. So powerful for everyone. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, so one final question for you before we go. I know we're a little bit over time, but the final question, this is something I ask all of the Mama Truth Show experts and guests that come on, and that is what's messy and what's magical about motherhood for you these days? (laughs) I know your son's older, so yeah, share with everyone a little bit about your son and, and what's messy. Yeah. Because I just had this long conversation with my son last night, who yeah. is 27 years yeah. old, and thinking about graduate school, wow. and thinking about kind of changing paths um, at this uh, early, or as he thinks, you know, I'm getting older, you know. Yeah. Um, the messy and magical conversation that we just had last night is, I don't have the answers for him. Yeah. And so I told him, you know, I love hearing what you're thinking about. I think it's so interesting. I hear the pros. I hear the cons. You know, this makes sense. That makes sense. I wonder more about this as if it's really true. I can be a sounding board. I can be a trusted um, advisor in a certain way. But the bottom line is, as I said to him last night, my darling, you are the author of your life. And it's all going to be all right. You know, once you choose what you want to do, it's great. You're going to get the feedback right away. Pay attention. You're either on the right path or you need to make a left or a right turn. Yeah. All good. It's all good. Yeah. So messy, difficult. I want the answer. I want to be able to tell them. (laughs) I think you should enroll in this school. When you grow up, you'll make this much money. You'll do this. You'll have this. You know, you'll take me on a great vacation. Um, but you know, uh, really, the reality is, is I don't know. I wish, you know, the best and the brightest for him, and I'm here for anything. Um, but the most I can really do is listen and be supportive and help him be positive in his thinking. Yeah. It's messy and it's magical. It is. It does. (laughs) I love that. Thank you so much. Thank you, Elisa, for being on the Mama Truth Show. So many golden nuggets. And as always, mamas, we love hearing from you. So feel free to hop on over to our Facebook group, Mama Truth Circle Facebook group, and let us know the golden nuggets you receive from the show. And I am sending you all so much love. Keep embracing the messiness and the magic of motherhood. With that, it's Amy Ayler signing off. Bye-bye, mamas. Thanks for listening, mamas. Did you know that Amy has a new ebook out? It's called Sacred Self-Care for Moms, Seven Steps to Nurturing Yourself So You Can Be the Mom You Were Born to Be. And you can receive your free copy by going to sacredselfcarebook.com. That's sacredselfcarebook.com. And please don't keep the Mama Truth Show a secret. The biggest compliment you can give is to share the Mama Truth Show with your loved ones 
and write a review on iTunes. Until next time, keep embracing the messiness and the magic of motherhood.